If you have your Bible, turn to 2 Thessalonians chapter 2. Second Thessalonians chapter two. Starting verse one. <clears throat> now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and by our gathering together unto him, that you be not soon shaken in mind or be troubled neither by spirit, nor by word, nor by letter, as from us, as that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first, and that man of sin be revealed the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Where I want to focus tonight is in verse 3, where it talks about that falling away. You know, I know all of us have probably heard this verse before, read it, and we've all thought about it. And you know, there is going to come a time that there is a great falling away. Some may even say that that time is now. And what does that mean, a falling away? Well, if you look back in history, you'll see that there's been many times that there's been great revivals. I mean, just unbelievable revivals where people in mass numbers have come to know Jesus and accept Him as their Savior. And this Word tells us there's going to be a time when... There's going to be a falling away, which means that those that serve God now may choose to not and decide they're just going to do what they want to do. And it also means that there's going to be a time when there's people that seem to lose their desire to serve God, meaning that they won't be reaching out to those anymore that don't know Jesus. And you know, I often wonder, are are we in that time? Because you sure see a whole lot of that kind of attitude today. But as I was thinking about that, I believe God kind of spoke to me and said, you don't have to be one of those. Even though, you know, we may look around us today, and y'all think about it now, you look around and you see church after church after church that seems to be just, don't really care. They come, they go home. They don't really have that same kind of desire. Man, I remember when I was a kid, y'all, and and I don't. I always have to struggle trying to figure out: is this just because it was from a kid's perspective, or were things really the way I I saw them to be? But I remember as a kid that that Sunday nights were just as full as Sunday mornings, and Sunday nights seemed to be really when some of the best services were. And you don't see that now. And it's not just this church, because I've been to plenty. 
Sunday nights you have half, if not if half, of the people you had Sunday morning. And most of them are ready to go home as soon as church is over, right? So, what God was saying is that even if this is the time, okay? Even if this is that time this Scripture talked about where there's a falling away and this is just leading up to the things yet to come, right? Setting the stage for the Antichrist and Jesus' return and all of the stuff we know comes later in the, in the Bible and Revelation. Even if this is that time, just because this is the time of a great falling away, it doesn't mean that we have to be those that fall away. It doesn't mean that we have to be impacted by that falling away. Because even though people decide they want to go do whatever they want to do and quit serving God, that doesn't mean that we have to just sit and not enjoy His grace and mercy and benefits. Because we still serve a God that is alive. We still serve a King that sits on a throne. We can choose through this time, even though there's people that just really could care less, we can choose to rise above that and to take a stand and to say we ain't going to put up with it around here. You know, we can't control what goes on out of our area of influence. Things that are going to happen in... Houston and Dallas and New York and Chicago and all those places, we have no control over that. But we can influence Kennard. We can even possibly influence Houston County. You know, we have a, we have a, a podium here. We have a box to get up on and, and speak if we want to. We don't have to be like other churches. Just because these events are going to take place doesn't mean we have to let it be here. So even though those things are coming, and we know they are because God's Word is true, He doesn't say where it takes place. It doesn't have to be global and universal. 2 Timothy chapter 3. 2 Timothy chapter 3 verse 1. This know also... That in the last days perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, Traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, 
from such turn away. And we know we can look around today and see these kinds of people. They abound in a lot of places. And unfortunately, you even see those kinds of people in the church. And you know, there's really nothing you can do about it. They're going to come in. But that doesn't mean that because we know... I want you all to understand this now. We See, we know what the Bible says. We've read Revelation. We know how all this stuff is going to pan out. Does that mean we just sit back and wait for events to take place? Does that mean that we don't take the opportunity? Because I know what we are supposed to do. We're supposed to go into all the world and preach the gospel. We're supposed to be about His business. Until He returns, what does it say? He said He's coming for people that love His appearing. That means that you're about His business. That means you're looking for Him and waiting on Him. And waiting doesn't mean sitting around. Waiting means you're doing what He told you to do until He returns. Expecting His return. You see, we can look at these events in the Bible that are prophesied, and we could say, well, we know that's going to happen, and because there's going to be a great falling away, there's nothing I can do about those people. Or you could say, there's going to be a great falling away. Some people are going to be lost, but I'm going to do everything I can to take every one of them with me that I meet. You see, there's two totally different viewpoints. One of them is the one that just kind of a defeatist attitude. Even though we know we're win, it's still a defeatist attitude. Because... We just assume that there's nothing we can do. But look, God didn't give us this spirit of power and love and sound mind to be beaten. He says we're made more than conquerors through Him. What do we need to be a conqueror of if we're going to sit and let everybody go to hell? Nothing. Nothing. What do you need to be empowered for if you're not going to do anything with the power? Why would you need to receive the Holy Spirit baptism if you're not going to do anything but allow everyone to fall away? You see, God has a purpose for us during this time. I don't know if this is that time that they talked about yet. I have a feeling we won't know for sure until that Antichrist is revealed. I have a feeling we may not know for sure until we leave this earth. But we need to be prepared whether or not it is the time. We need to live just like it is the last times. Because you know what the last times tells me? It means their time is drawing short just like mine is. See, I'm not worried about me. I know where I'm going. I'm thankful my time is drawing short. But they ain't in the same boat. I heard an illustration one time, and I've probably told you guys, I want to tell you again though, because I like to tell stuff I know. heard a guy say though, if you had a blind man walking toward a cliff, 
And he didn't know it. He's just walking along, clicking his stick back and forth, you know. Wouldn't you do everything you could to stop him from walking off that cliff? He don't know the danger that's up ahead, right? There could be signs posted everywhere. There could even be a railing. He wouldn't know what was on the other side of the railing. You know, the Word tells us that those that are in darkness know not at what they stumble. Somebody has to be light to them. Just like if you saw this blind man, you would probably first holler, Hey, stop! There's a cliff up there. And if he didn't hear you, what would you do? You know, he may be deaf too. You don't know. He just keeps shaking his stick back and forth, trying to find what's in front of him. Moving on. What would you do? Would you just, well, he didn't hear me. That's a point, y'all. Listen to me. How many times have you spoke to somebody trying to show them the error in their ways, and they just went on and did what they wanted to. What did you think? Well, I told them. They didn't hear me. But if you saw this blind man walk into this cliff and he didn't hear you, would you just let him keep walking? See, this makes it real. This, this puts it in a, in a way you can understand it because if it was me and I saw this guy just walking toward this, this nothingness in front of him, I would run and grab this guy and do everything I could to keep him from falling because he doesn't know what's ahead of him. I want you to understand that. He doesn't know what's ahead of him. I'm not talking about some guy that's, that's bent on committing suicide. I'm talking about someone that does not know where they are headed. Somebody that doesn't know the consequences for their actions. Headed to hell. Now isn't it important that these people that are, that are about to fall away, isn't it important that somebody know, tells them? Shouldn't we do everything? Listen, I'm talking about a blind man that I don't know. I'm not talking about your brother and your sister. I'm talking about people you don't know. There ain't one of you sitting here that wouldn't just say, Hey! And do everything you could to stop him from falling. Now, how is that different from the people that we know, the people we deal with on a daily basis, that we know if they don't change, they're going to hell because we see the evidence of sin in their life. How is that different? They're going to fall. Satan's pulling them in. You might as well say that blind man had a rope around him. Somebody was pulling him toward the hole. Because Satan has has got them lassoed, y'all. They're in darkness. They can't see. They don't know what's about to trip them up. Until somebody turns the light on. If you took that same blind man, and let's just say he wasn't blind, he was just blindfolded. And you was to run up there and rip that blindfold off. 
And all of a sudden, he said, oh, man, I'm th- thank, you, thank you for pulling that blindfold off. I was about to walk off a cliff. That's what it is to show light to people. That's what it is to speak the word of life to somebody and reveal to them not only their sin. You see, that's just the first part. That's what the law does, though. It reveals the sin in your life. But to show them you don't have to keep walking. You can turn around and walk a different direction that doesn't involve falling into that pit. There's hope. We've got to show them hope, people. We don't have to just lay down and say, well, the Bible said there's a falling away. I've heard it. I've heard Christian people say it. In the last days, there will be a falling away. That ain't no reason to quit. That ain't no reason to quit. I don't care, y'all. Let's say we're all wrong. And we're going to sit here through all this tribulation. I don't know what you believe. I don't believe we will be. But let's say we're wrong. And let's say we're here. Is that any reason to quit? No. You see, last time I checked, they haven't added in a, in a, uh, a denim to the back of this Bible. And there ain't some uh, supplement B that goes in here to tell us, oh, well, there's been an update. You now don't have to go into all the world and preach the gospel. It's now not required because that falling away is unavoidable. Those people are going no matter what. So don't bother wasting your time preaching to them because everybody that's going to be saved has been saved. That's not in there. But unfortunately, I don't know why, there's a whole lot of Christians today that have that attitude. Well, what's done is done. Nothing we can do about it. Yeah, there is. You can get up off your rear and start preaching the gospel to people. You can get up off your lazy rear end and get out into the world and start trying to shake people up. Let them realize you're going to hell, people. I know it's not the popular thing to say. I know it's not the thing people want to hear, but I'm here to tell you, if we as Christians don't stand up and let this sinful world know they're sinful, they're going to hell. You see, because that word, that's what it says. That's what it's telling us when it says they don't know what they stumble at. They don't understand that the way they're living is sinful and wrong. Especially if you watch the news. Because they try to gloss everything over. They try to make it seem like the Christians, the ones living for right values, moral values, are the ones that are wrong. Somebody's got to raise a stink. Somebody's got to shake things up, right? It ain't going to happen without Christians doing it. Okay, God wants to move, but He ain't going to force nobody. He ain't going to just grab somebody and make them go do it. But when you get that kind of attitude like Isaiah had where he said, Here I am, send me. Boy, He will just grab you up and go to work. 
We need to get that attitude. They don't have to fall away. Just because there's going to be a falling away don't mean it has to be here in Kennard. There's going to be people lost. There ain't nothing we can do about it for some of them, but we can sure do our best to make sure they had a chance. I want you all to understand that. They need a chance. You had one. Somebody took the time. I know each and every one of y'all here today is probably Christian. You know Jesus as your Savior. Somebody put forth the effort to reach you. I don't know how all of y'all got saved. I don't know the story behind it. But I know probably not every one of you grew up in church. Some of you probably had some point in your life where you went about your own way. But somebody took the time to share the Word of God with you. Somebody had an influence on you. You see, God does the work. But somebody has to be the tool. It ain't no fun to get in a garden, garden and dig with your hands, is it? You've got to have a tool to do a good job. God uses us as a tool. There's people that need to be reached all around us. You ain't got to go far to find it. So let's carry this word tonight to those of us that aren't here. Let's remind some other Christians. We need to be about His business. we got all of eternity to do what we want to do. This ain't the time for it. Does that mean we can't enjoy stuff? Yeah, we can still enjoy things, but we need to be about His business. You know that, that what that means? That means looking to God and saying, God, how can you use me today? Let me do something for you. Let's see, He likes that attitude. He likes that attitude, man. God, let me do something for you. Not just saying, oh God, open a door for me today. But saying, God, let me do something. He wants people that want to serve Him. Not just doing it not just doing it because you feel like you have to, but saying, God, let me do something today. Let me, let me reach somebody. Look, it ain't because there ain't enough around you. It ain't because there's not opportunity. I know every one of you here have got to be dealing with, uh, with sinners on a daily basis. That They abound. They're all around us. Headed for hell if somebody don't do something. 